0: I'm Virginia Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, June 8th. Here are today's headlines. We are kicking off today's show with some big news regarding a Supreme Court ruling. Today, the justices announced their decision on a case involving voting districts in Alabama. The court ruled that recently redrawn voting districts in Alabama likely violate the Voting Rights Act. The Voting Rights Act is a piece of federal legislation passed in 1965. The law prohibits voting practices or procedures that discriminate against voters based on things like race or color. Civil rights activists argue that Alabama's voting map discriminates against black voters. The Supreme Court has ruled in the activists' favor in a 5-4 decision. Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh sided with the court's three more liberal justices. The state is about 27% black and has seven congressional districts. Six of which are currently represented by Republicans, I spoke with Heritage Foundation senior legal fellow Hans von Spakowski about the case, and he explained how it rose to the Supreme Court
1: now, after the twenty twenty census they, the state was sued, and the challengers said oh this your new plan is discriminatory because you have to put in two districts that are majority minority districts for for black voters and Uh, Alabama fought that. Uh, They said, well, look, the only way you can draw two districts like that is if race is the predominant factor you use in drawing boundary lines. And that's prohibited by Supreme Court precedent, uh, which it is.
0: Hahn said in his legal opinion, the Supreme Court ruling today did not follow precedent.
1: As Justice Alito pointed out in his dissent, uh, actually what the court did was uh, not follow their precedent on this. They didn't follow the rules they have set out on this. And as he said, it sets the Voting Rights Act on a very dangerous path.
0: Now, Alabama will have to redraw its voting map before next year's election. Cuba and China have reached an agreement. According to U.S. officials, Cuba has agreed to allow China to build an eavesdropping station on the island. Cuba is a nation that needs cash, and sources say that China has agreed to pay Cuba several billion dollars to build the spying facility. But what does this deal mean for America's national security? Here with us to help answer that question is research fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Asian Studies Center, Michael Cunningham. Michael, thanks for being here.
2: Thanks for having me on.
0: So, Michael, what do we know about this facility? What would China be using it for?
2: Well, we don't know much about the facility, to be honest. It's uh, it's based on uh, reports, uh, leaks from officials. Um, but uh, uh, what we do or what we assume it would be is uh, an eavesdropping facility, essentially, on the island, um, which is really only about 100 miles away from Florida. It would uh, give Chinese intelligence agencies uh, a, a it would make it easier for them to monitor ship traffic and electronic communications throughout the U.S. southeastern region, uh, where there are several military facilities. Um, quite concerning, uh, if true. I do have to say, though, that you know, China and Cuba are both sovereign states. This is a type of, and Cuba is one of the usual suspects. So this is not. Uh, it, it's concerning, but it's um, it shouldn't be surprising, to hmm. be honest. And China has been using uh, Cuba sort of as a, an, an outpost uh, close to America for its surveillance and uh, espionage uh, activities in the past. So uh, the fact that this is newsworthy uh, probably speaks to how scary it is, to be honest, and hmm. um, uh, in, in that um, they already were quite active uh, in Cuba, and and now uh, they're they're reportedly going to build a several billion uh, dollar new facility.
0: Wow! Do we know when this facility would be operational?
2: No, not none of the uh, reports I've seen have any kind of a timeline. Uh, the The White House has essentially said that these reports are inaccurate. Um, not sure if that is a denial or if it's um, or, or, or if they're just saying some of the details are wrong. But, hmm. you know, it's it, the reports about a secret deal um, that are coming from what has been described in media as highly, uh, highly confidential intelligence. Uh, which which means that there's a lot more that we don't know than what we do know at this point.
0: Well, we're going to keep following this story. Michael Cunningham of the Heritage Foundation. You can check out all of his work at heritage.org. Michael, thanks for being here. Thanks. Well, sunshine was predicted along much of the East Coast today, but you would not have known it as a smoky haze is still hanging along much of the North and mid-Atlantic states. Wildfires in Canada are still blazing, and smoke continues to blow south. U.S. National Weather Service meteorologist Brian Ramsey says the haze of smoke, it's likely sticking around for a couple more days. Yesterday, air quality in New York City reached hazardous levels. Air quality improved slightly in the Big Apple today and is now around 165 on the air quality index. That's still unhealthy. For reference, air quality that is 50 or lower is considered healthy. There are reported to be more than 400 blazes burning across Canada. The fires have displaced 20,000 people. In response, the U.S. has sent about 600 firefighters up to Canada to help control and extinguish the blazes. You all will remember that on Tuesday, Tucker Carlson released what he labeled Episode 1 of his new show on Twitter. But Fox News says that Carlson may have violated his contract with Fox by releasing the show. Remember that Carlson was not actually fired from Fox News. His show was canceled, so he's technically still under contract with Fox. But Carlson's lawyers say he was practicing his First Amendment right to free speech when he aired the show. Brian Friedman is one of Carlson's lawyers, and he told Axios that Fox defends its very existence on freedom of speech grounds. Now they want to take Tucker Carlson's right to speak freely away from him because he took to social media to share his thoughts on current events. A lawsuit between Tucker Carlson and Fox News would be highly public given the nature of the situation, something that Fox likely doesn't want. For now, it appears that Fox and Carlson's lawyers are holding off on taking legal action to be continued. California Governor Gavin Newsom wants to add an amendment to the Constitution. Newsom has proposed a 28th Amendment aimed at limiting gun rights. Newsom says the amendment would add common-sense gun measures to the Constitution. Newsom shared about his proposed amendment on his Twitter today. He said the American people are sick of Congress's inaction. The 28th will enshrine four widely supported gun safety freedoms while leaving the Second Amendment intact. Newsom explained the four tenets of his amendment in a video on Twitter. Take a listen.
1: It raises the minimum age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21, because if you can't buy a beer, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun. It mandates universal background checks to prevent truly dangerous people from purchasing a gun that can be used in a crime. It institutes reasonable waiting periods for all gun purchases, and it bans civilians from buying assault rifles, those weapons of war our founding fathers never foresaw.
0: So what are Second Amendment advocates saying about Newsom's proposed amendment? The National Rifle Association responded to Newsom's proposed amendment, calling it a publicity stunt and claiming Newsom has unhinged contempt for the right to self-defense. And with that, that's gonna do it for today's edition of the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we bring you interviews with lawmakers experts, and leading conservative voices, of course. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Tyler O'Neill is going to be sitting down with Dirk Smith. He's the vice president of Eastern European Mission, and they discuss the group's mission to spread the gospel in war-torn Ukraine. Also, if you haven't had the chance before, take just a moment to leave us a rating and review and subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you like to listen. Thanks again for joining us today. Have a lovely evening.